welcome to our lecture divina. Let's begin with a short prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Gladden us with the holy joys, Almighty God, and make us rejoice with devout thanksgiving. For the ascension of Christ your Son is our exaltation, and where the head has gone before in glory, the body is called to follow in hope. Through our Lord Jesus Christ your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to our Lecture Divina. This coming Sunday is the Ascension Sunday. And just like last Lecture Divina, I invited you to get your Bibles. And uh, of course, yung mga walang Bible, bumili na po ng Bible and see to it that it is a Catholic Bible. And uh, this is a uh, modified version of the Lecture Divina. And uh, remember, there are four parts. There is the Lectio, which is the reading of the Word of God. There is the Meditatio, which is the explanation of the Word of God. The Contemplatio, which are actually questions for reflections in order to put into practice later on the Word of God. And then there's the Oratio, the praying on the Word of God. This coming Sunday, the Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. The Ascension of the Lord. Let us now have the Lectio, or the reading of the Gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we have heard the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. And of course, every time we read the Word of God, we ask ourselves some questions. What are some words or words that caught your attention? What are some words or words that comforted you? What are some words or words that challenge you? Huh? Kung titignan natin yung binasa natin ulit na Word of God, I'm sure there are some words that comforted you, challenged you, like for example, China challenge, maybe you're being challenged to make disciples of all nations. Or perhaps what caught your attention was the word doubted or the word worship. So, yan ang magandang malaman rin natin. Personally, you have to ask yourself, 
What are some of these words that caught your attention, that challenged you or convert, comforted you? Now let us have a kind of an explanation of this short gospel this coming Sunday. This is the Ascension Sunday, and in the New Testament, the Ascension of Christ is usually proclaimed as an integral part of the Easter event. An integral part of the Easter event. In other words, yung resurrection ni Jesus, tsaka yung ascension, halos iisang mystery. Halos. Somehow, it is part of an one moment in the event of Jesus. A kind of a one mystery. In fact, if you will read the letter of Paul to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 34, you will read there that Christ was raised up and then at the right hand of God, he was seated. Christ was raised up and is seated at the right hand of the Father. So, Marion raising up the resurrection and then sitting at the right hand of the Father is a kind of an ascension, an exaltation. So, parabang ang resurrection and ascension is just in one mystery. Very explicit, for example, is the letter of Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 20, wherein we read here, which God brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So, makita natin dito ang resurrection when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and then ascension seated exalted at the right hand in the heavenly places. In other words, the resurrection and ascension at times it is seen as one event. That Jesus rose from the dead and was exalted in the heavens in one moment. Eh, Father, paano yun? Di ba nagpakita si Jesus sa kanya mga apostles after the resurrection? Yun nga eh, parang lumalabas kung one event yan, parang from heaven, he appeared after Easter, di ba? To the apostles. How often is that? Well, we leave that open. But I'm sure Jesus Christ appeared to his disciples after the resurrection. In fact, there are many moments wherein Jesus Christ appeared after the resurrection. If you will read the Gospel of Luke, for example, you will find there the famous story of the Emmaus. Diba? There was the Cleopas and the unnamed disciple. And in fact, you will also read in the Gospel of John, wherein Jesus Christ appeared first to Mary Magdalene and then to the other women. And then in the Gospel of Luke, you will find also when Jesus Christ appeared to the eleven, where Thomas was also absent. And then in the Gospel of John, there was also the presence of Thomas and the other disciples. And finally, also in the Gospel of John, you'll find there the last breakfast with the risen Lord. In the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, which I suppose was written even ahead of many of these synoptic Gospels, you'll find there in chapter 15, verses 5 to 8, wherein it says, he appeared to Peter, then to the twelve, and then to more than five hundred. And after that, he appeared to James, and last of all, he appeared to me, St. Paul. 
So, you know, it was these are proofs that Jesus Christ appeared to the disciples after the resurrection. And then, perhaps there should be the ascension later on. Pero parang in some synoptic gospel, like for example, in the gospel of Matthew that we have heard, parang yung resurrection and ascension, parang just one moment, parang one mystery. And it's only in the gospel of Luke that you will find as the only author of the New Testament who mentions the ascension as a separate historical event. Si Luke lang. In fact, si Luke talaga, explicitly he was saying that there is the taken up, that Jesus Christ was being taken up into heaven. Kay Matthew, you will not find that. You will not find the word being taken up into heaven. Kay Matthew, yung resurrection and the ascension, the exaltation, they are not separate acts of Jesus. It is just taken as one. Kaya wala yung labeled na ascension or being taken up as in the Gospel of Luke. Now, meron bang problema doon? That somehow, in the Gospel of Matthew, resurrection and ascension is just one event, while the one of Gospel of Luke Somehow, it was explicitly said that there's a kind of a separation between the resurrection and the ascension. Well, what we can say here is this. The resurrection and the ascension, which is the exaltation, they are so rich in theological meaning that one could hardly, one could hardly celebrate all in one day. In other words, we can still separate the two events. Perhaps Matthew was not really, you know, emphasizing too much the ascension. He will emphasize it. He will emphasize another thing in the life of Jesus, which we shall see later. Pero kay Luke is very important that the resurrection and the ascension, they are separated. In fact, there are moments talaga, there's a kind of a transition between the resurrection and the ascension. Di ba? Para bang sa atin, mayroon transition tayo ngayon sa pandemic uh, from ECQ to GCQ. Uh, eh, ganun rin kay Lord. Para bang yung ECQ niya, parang nandun pa siya sa tomb and then resurrected. Para bang na-lockdown siya sa tomb and then there was the resurrection and then there's a kind of transition to the ascension, the GCQ, wherein He appeared as a, a glorified body. In fact, He entered the, the rooms, even the locked doors, even though he has that body, a different body. Kaya, ang resurrection and ascension, it, it can be taken as two separate moments. Even though Matthew here, somehow, ginagawa niyang one moment. Eh, maganda rin naman na we separate resurrection and ascension, even in our celebration, di ba? Because it's so rich, so rich in meaning and in theology. It's just like uh, I remember my my mother whose birthday falls on December 26. At yung wedding anniversary nila ay December 26 then. So pagdating ng December 26, somehow yung family namin, we celebrate yung birthday ni mama. At the same time, is celebrate namin yung wedding anniversary ni mama at ni papa. Eh, kung titignan mo ng mabuti, iba yung birthday. Iba rin yung wedding, anniversary, na parang sana naman 
hatiin natin yung celebration. Siguro, sa tanghalian, yung birthday. Sa hapunan, yung wedding anniversary. December 26 yun. Imagine kung ilagay mo pa yan tatlo. Ay, para magtipid tayo. Ano lang, pati yung Christmas. Yung December 25, celebrate na lang natin ng December 26. Eh, siyempre, magre-react yun. Iba yung December 25. That is the birthday of our Savior. Iba rin yung December 26 na birthday at yung December 26 na wedding. So, kay Lord, ganun rin. Iibahin natin yung celebration ng resurrection. Ibahin rin natin yung celebration ng ascension. Remember, these are actually two mysteries. Very rich in theological meaning. In our gospel, somehow, It was combined by St. Matthew. Let us go now to the first verse of our Gospel. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus ordered them. He went to Galilee. You know, it's good that we have a kind of a geography here. You can see here Galilee, and there is Judea where there is Jerusalem. And Galilee, that's in the northern part of Israel, you will find there the main places where Jesus started his public ministry. In fact, if you will focus it more, you will find here in Galilee, there was Cana, Genesaret, Capernaum. The mountain of the Beatitudes, the Sea of Galilee. Now, just looking at these places, perhaps you will remember some important events in the life of Jesus. The Sea of Galilee, for example, that was the time when they experienced the storm. You know, and Jesus Christ calmed the storm. In Cana, for example, the first miracle performed by Jesus. And therefore, in Galilee, that was the The main, the main region where Jesus Christ started his public ministry, and then of course, pagdating sa Jerusalem, that is the place actually where Jesus Christ somehow completed his Paschal mystery, his Passion, Death, and Resurrection. And if you notice here in Jerusalem, there is also Mount of Olives. You see. And Mount of Olives is the place where Jesus resurrected. At least traditionally, it was in the Mount of Olives. So, importante rin yung geography so that we can appreciate more the Bible. Of course, those who have some money, they go to the Holy Land. Mas maganda nga yun. You really experience and see the places of Jesus and of course, our Blessed Mother. Now, as I have said, The eleven disciples went to Galilee. That's what we have heard. And for Matthew, there's the importance of Galilee. And the importance of Galilee is above all theological. Why? Because the reason Jesus joins his disciples on the main theater of this earthly activity. The reason Jesus rejoins his disciples on the main theater of this earthly activity. Kay Luke, actually, ang pinaka-importante after the resurrection was Jerusalem. 
And in fact, for St. Luke, ang Jerusalem will be the place where after that, you proclaim the gospel to the pagans. Pero kay Matthew, Galilee is more important. Bakit? Dasa ito yung lugar kung saan nagsimula yung public ministry ni Jesus, yung kung saan nagsimula yung apostolate. It was in Galilee that he called the twelve apostles. Simula-simula pa. And now, let's go back to Galilee. It, is, it will be in Galilee that we will reflect once more what happened from the beginning up to the very end when Jesus Christ now is with them, the risen Lord. And it is from Galilee that for Matthew, there will be the proclamation of the word of God to the pagans. In fact, Galilee is near already the pagan lands of Syria. Kaya important rin kay Matthew yung Galilee. While for Luke, well, okay rin naman. He gives importance more to Jerusalem where Jesus Christ suffered and died and somehow He resurrected because Mount of Olives is near Jerusalem. Pero kay Matthew, ang gustong ipakita dito rin ni Matthew is this. Since Galilee is the place where all started and Galilee should be the place where it should also end and proclaim the gospel, somehow this means there's a continuity between the earthly Jesus and the risen Jesus. Between the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. Father, meron bang Jesus of history and Christ of faith? Well, the theologians, usually they make a distinction, pero there should be no separation. Does any iba, masyado naman separated. Ah, iba si Jesus nung nandito pa siya sa sa lupa, ah, bilang Diyos at tao. At iba pa yung Jesus after His resurrection na doon kuminsan nag-iiba ang pananaw ng mga tao na kuminsan yung mga sinusulat nila ay imbento lang. Yun ang mga extreme, extreme interpretation of this separation. For us, there is no separation between Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. Between Jesus of history when he was doing his public ministry here, when, when he was born, then he did his apostolate here, and now he is a risen Lord, the Christ of faith. There should be no dichotomy because whatever, whatever these evangelists or sacred writers would write about Jesus Christ, it will still be guided by Jesus because Jesus is not a dead Jesus. Jesus is the alive Jesus. And while these Gospels were written by Luke, by Mark, by Matthew, by John, somehow Jesus Christ is guiding them. Kaya there is no separation between what Jesus actually did and what Jesus is written there in the Gospel when these evangelists would write something about Jesus. The way the evangelists experienced Jesus when He was here on earth. So, Walang separation and Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. Especially emphasized by the Gospel of Matthew. And for Matthew, so we have seen the importance of Galilee. Now we see the importance of the mountain. If you remember, diba, the ascension happened in the Mount of Olives. But dito, pinapakita na although Matthew did not emphasize 
the mountain top of olives where there was the ascension. Gaya sinabi natin, kay Matthew, resurrection ascension is like a one mystery. Pero kay Luke, talagang pinakita niya that there was this mountain near Jerusalem where he was taken up into heaven. Pero kay Matthew, kahit na wala yung literal Mount of Olives, somehow Jesus Christ is calling these disciples once again in Galilee on a mountain top. Because for Matthew, mountain is a special place of revelation. It's just like in the Gospel of Matthew, there's the Sermon of the Mount. Pero kay, kay Luke, wala yung Sermon of the Mount. There was the Sermon on the Plain. Wala yung mountain. Kay, kay, kay Matthew, meron hill. Kaya importante kay Matthew yung mountain eh. Yung Mount, ano, yung Mount Tabor, for example, the Transfiguration. Any experience of the mountain, somehow there's the special revelation. And it's very theological also for Matthew, not only geographical. Of course, as I've said, the ascension happened in Mount of Olives. Now, if you, if you will go to the Holy Land, you'll find this Mount of Olives. As it is, it's like that. And then you, on top of that Mount of Olives, you will find there the Chapel of the Ascension. If you notice, the chapel is so small. Well, because the original one was destroyed by the, by the Muslims. But please remember, that was at the beginning when it was destroyed and then it was reconstructed more or less by the crusaders and that is what we find it now it's just a small chapel but if you notice near the chapel there is the minaret the minaret of the muslims also because for the muslims the ascension of jesus is also part of their belief <laughs> believe it or not the muslims believe jesus ascended also into heaven and he is alive that you will find also in the in the quran in fact in the in the quran the holy bible of our brothers from uh, the islam uh, religion they considered jesus christ as one of the prophets a precursor of muhammad yes but in the quran you know the name of jesus was mentioned more more times than the name of of Muhammad, even more than 20, 20, 20 times. And the name of Muhammad, I think, is only about four times. So the name of Jesus is really very important also in the book of the Quran. And they believe in the ascension. Just like the name of Mary in the Quran is very important. We are in the month of, of May. But at least there are two chapters in the Quran dedicated to our Blessed Mother. And our Blessed Mother is is considered as the most important, the greatest of all women, according to the Quran. Imagine that. And his name was mentioned more than 60 times, 70 times. That's how important Jesus and Mary, also in the Quran. And so, since there is the Chapel of the Ascension and there is the Minaret of the Muslims, they consider this also as a sacred place, not only by Christians, but also by the Muslims. And you, if you enter the small chapel of the Ascension, you will find this uh, important stone or rock where they believe that Jesus Christ uh, stepped on it before he was taken up into heaven. Okay. Going 
Back to our gospel reading on chapter 17, we read these words, When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. They worshipped, but they doubted. Dito pa lang, pwede na, nata, pwede na tayong mag-contemplate, contemplatio. We can ask already some questions, no? What distracts us or what distracts me? Especially when, when I pray, when I worship. Because maybe you can ask yourself, bakit nga ba nag-doubt sila? They were already worshiping Him, di ba? And when you worship someone, that means you consider someone as divine. Now, they worship Jesus when, when they saw Him on that mountain. And then, they doubted. Some uh, biblical scholars, they said, not everybody doubted. If you will, uh, if you will uh, try to uh, see the original in Greek, they said that hindi naman lahat, some doubted. And when they doubt, it's not because they really doubted, no, na as if with real unbelief. Although perhaps some of them are still doubting, ito na ba talaga si Lord, di ba? In other words, it's not even Thomas lang ang nag-doubt. There are, the disciples also doubted. Uh, mali nga yung sinasabi nating doubting Thomas. You remember, even in the whole gospel, there is display of belief, unbelief, faith, unbelief, you know. Kaya nga, even this verse is already showing us, it reflects our life as disciple of Christ. There's a mixed bag, a mixed bag of experience of a disciple. It's a mixture of faith and also a mixture of unbelief. And that is normal. Even when we worship the Lord, even when we are in the church, sometimes we have some doubts, diba? Perhaps even some of us right now. Maybe we have some doubts also about the Lord. Perhaps because we are overwhelmed by this pandemic. But it's just normal. It's okay. What is important is we continue worshiping the Lord in spite of all these things. After this verse, we will find these four alls. Four alls. And what are these four alls? The first all is all power. The second all is all nations. The third all is observe all. And the fourth is always. Yan ang makikita natin itong susunod na verses. So, isa-isayin natin yan in verse 18. Then Jesus approached and said to them, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All power, all authority, all power and all authority, somehow it is a revelation of who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Full authority has been given to Jesus because of his resurrection and because of his ascension. And this is an allusion to the book of Daniel in chapter 7, verse 14. Please remember, the book of Daniel was written sometime in the second century before Christ. And in this book of Daniel, it's very clear that there is the prophecy of Daniel 
that there was this Son of Man who would come from heaven. And there it said, it is said, dominion, honor, and kingship were given him. And all the peoples and nations of every language served him. Yan po ang nakasulat sa book of Daniel. Na parang si Matthew, inuulit niya rito na everything that Daniel was prophesying now is being fulfilled. That this Son of Man was given all power and all authority in heaven and on earth. And this power and authority, He will not keep it to Himself. He will give it to His disciples because He will give them a command. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of age. All nations. Ano ibig sabihin ng all nations? All nations means His mission is expanded. Expand their mission to all the peoples. If you remember, when Jesus Christ was still doing His public ministry, at times He would tell His disciples, I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. But from time to time, He would, he would deal. In fact, even perform some miracles, <clears throat> even to the pagans, like the Syrophoenician woman, uh, like the Samaritan woman. These are non-Jews considered pagans. And now, it is explicitly a command that you should not only preach to the Jews, but you should preach also to all nations, to all pagans. And he gave them explicitly three, three commands. What you will do to all these nations. First, make them disciples. Go is imperative. Go, make disciples of all nations. And then, baptize them. And third, you teach them. Go and make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Make disciples is something imperative. It is a command that Jesus sends his disciples to preach the gospel to all nations, not just the Jews. All shall become disciples Ito, medyo problematic ito. Father, what do you mean by making everyone disciples? Making all nations disciples? Paano yung? Pipilitin ba natin sila when it comes to evangelization? Remember, there are many other religions. Of course, there are ways, may methodology on how to preach about Jesus Christ. You are not you don't go around proselytizing, you know, trying to be a crusader that, uh, you know, you try to force them to become a Christian or whatnot. No, no, no. There are ways on how to proclaim 
the gospel. And at times, when you proclaim the gospel, you have to respect also the religion of other people. You don't force them to become Christians, but at least you have proclaimed. You have proclaimed to them, to whatever nation, about Jesus Christ. That is the most that you can do. After that, then when he or she is ready, then he or she can be baptized. Now, when you say make disciples of all nations, this is something very, very challenging also. All Christians are called to become disciples. And disciple is not the same as student. It's not the same as someone who is in the classroom. A disciple has a deeper relationship with the teacher, with the Lord. You know, a, a student will just listen to the teacher. Sit down, listen, take down notes. Perhaps what is important for him is to accumulate knowledge. After that, <clears throat> after the class, he goes away. Pero disciple, no. After the class, he will follow the master. He would follow the teacher. Why? Because he listens and he follows because of this deeper relationship between the disciple and the master. Kaya nga, a Christian, if you are really a Christian, you have a deeper relationship with God. You cannot just be like a listener or a student. Even when you listen to the lecture divina, that, that one is not enough. You should have a deeper relationship with the Lord. And that's the reason why also we are having this lecture divina, because it is through the word of God that we come to know more about Jesus Christ, and therefore we can have a deeper relationship with the Lord. Now, once your listener accepts Jesus Christ, then that's the time you baptize. You see, baptism now is the necessary step of evangelization once the person accepts Jesus Christ. And when you baptize a person, Jesus Christ explicitly says the formula, the Trinitarian formula of baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> in fact, if you don't do that formula complete, if there is lacking in that formula, that baptism is invalid. That baptism is not a Christian baptism. Kaya nga, even in our parish, we make sure that yung mga pumupunta rito na nagpapakasal, they have a valid baptism. Na kuminsan, they were baptized in one denomination, we don't know. We have to make sure that yung formulang ginamit is really the Trinitarian formula. And even in some denominations, like for example, the Aglipayans, wherein they are also divided into several denominations, you know, some Aglipayans, they don't believe in the Trinitarian formula. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ as God, then your baptism is already invalid. That's why the formula is important. And it's explicit here that when you baptize, you baptize someone with this formula in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So baptism now is the most important sacrament before you you begin to accept or approach the, all the other sacraments. And after this baptism, which is the necessary step of evangelization, that's the time you teach the people 
more about your faith, more about Jesus Christ. Teach the people after baptism for deeper instruction in the faith. Kaya nga, it's important that all of us Christians are disciples and all of us somehow are challenged to teach. Hindi lang kami mga pare, hindi lang yung mga catechist, hindi lang yung mga volunteers. You should also teach. And there are many ways of teaching. I'm happy that sometimes I receive some Viber messages from someone. And that Viber message is a spiritual message. That is also one way of teaching. That's also one way of proclaiming. Kaya nga, to the help of internet, texting, cell phone, social media, in our modern times, these are actually used in order to evangelize the way it is also used by the devil <laughs> to propagate false news, false teachings, diba? mga errors. But we have to, to flood also the media with good news. And this is one way that we can actually teach other people. Remember, the Ascension Sunday is also known as the Catholic Communication Sunday. Before, it was known as the World Communication Sunday, the Media Sunday of the Catholics. And this is one way that after the Ascension, when Jesus Christ commands us to teach, it's a challenge for all of us to teach other people, either by words or by examples. I'm happy that this Lecture Divina has reached already around 5,000 views by Ray. No? Imagine if each one of you would invite just one person to follow this Lecture Divina. And there are 5,000 views. So, kung isa, bawat isa, invite one, di magiging 10,000 views kaagad yan. Di ba? Ganun lang yun. It's like you share uh, this good news to others. Sana naman ito ay parang, parang bang magmukhang virus ba? Madaling kumalat. Ang problema yung kumakalat yung masama eh. <laughs> Kung yung masama, yung madaling kumalat. Yung mabuti, eh, ang tagal kumalat. But hindi natin ikalat ang word of God. Parang virus. Like a pandemic when everybody will hear something about Jesus Christ. And after that, observe all. Yan ang teaching. Teaching, they should teach all. All what Christ told them without omitting anything. Because Jesus Christ <clears throat> is the new law. He is the new Moses. And lastly, verse 20, And behold, I am with you always until the end of age. Behold, I am with you always until the end of time. Now, we see here the reason why for Matthew, yung resurrection tsaka ascension is just like one mystery or one event, one moment. Because for Matthew, what he wanted to emphasize is not the departure of Jesus. Yung ascension niya, na parang umakyat siya sa langit, bumalik siya, at ihintayin na lang natin siyang bumalik, yung parusiya, which is the second coming. Hindi. Ang gustong ipakita ni Matthew, si Jesus talaga hindi siya umalis. 
I am with you always until the end of time. Hindi ba that is a very consoling word from Jesus that I am with you always? Na hindi talaga ako umalis? Yan ang gustong emphasize ng Matthew rito. Always. Always. Kaya nga this promise that Jesus Christ is always with you, always with me, know that I am with you always until the end of the world, that is even more consoling when you hear the words in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 11, that Jesus Christ is returning at the parousia. Eh yun, ihintayin pa natin yun. Kailan yun? Kailan yung parousia? That is practically the end of the world, the second coming of Christ. And here, si Matthew is already telling us, no, I'm with you always until the end of time. Literally, what we have heard when Jesus Christ was born, the Emmanuel, he really literally means that he is always with us. God with us. The Emmanuel. And for St. Paul, this God with us, Jesus Christ, is even very close to our, to our church and to ourselves. Because St. Paul pictures this closeness in his letter to the Ephesians, wherein he said that Christ is the head of his church. Christ is the head of his church, his body, and we are members of his body. So Christ is always present in his church. I will be with this church until the end of time. And what is this church that he found? That's the Catholic Church. I don't I don't see any other churches that was founded by Jesus Christ from the very beginning wherein he will stay there until the end of time. Yang maybe you can ask yourself how old is the church now founded by Christ? From the very beginning until now present in his church. And what is your church? How old is your church? How old is the church now founded by Christ? Definitely, it's almost 2,000 years. If you will calculate the time when he started his church, the day of Pentecost in the year 33, how old is your church? Of course, you can see here the Catholic church from the very beginning. All the other churches were just founded later on. And kung titignan mo, dadamihan pa natin yan, di ba? How old is your church and who is your founder? Huh? Kung si Felix Manalo yan, 1914. Kung si Kibulo yan, 1985. Kung si Ed Villanueva, 1978. Kung si Eli Suriano, 1977. But if that church is founded by Jesus Christ from the very beginning, then you will find here, that's the Catholic Church. And St. Ignatius of Antioch, he has a very beautiful phrase trying to illustrate the presence of Jesus Christ all the time, always in this Catholic church wherein he said, wherever Jesus Christ is, there is the Catholic church. And remember, St. Ignatius of Antioch died sometime in the year 110. St. Ignatius of Antioch was a disciple of St. John 
And he also met St. Peter. Perhaps he was St. Peter was the one who ordained St. Ignatius as the Bishop of Antioch because St. Peter is considered as the first Bishop of Antioch. And this is what St. Ignatius said, a disciple of John, where Jesus Christ is, there is the Catholic Church. Finally, in our contemplatio, let us ask these uh, reflections. Let us ask ourselves some questions and pastoral implications. Ascension means the mission of Jesus during his earthly presence. And it's accomplished already. It's accomplished. A mission accomplished. Now, for Jesus, it's a mission accomplished. But he wants us to continue this mission. Kaya nga meron tinatag na law of continuity. And you are challenged to be a dynamic Catholic in order to continue his mission. So Jesus actually, he tried to train his disciples. He gave authority to his apostles. Hindi pwedeng mawala ng authority. Kaya nga, the Pope is the authority, the visible authority of Jesus Christ here. We are not saying that Jesus, um, Pope is the ultimate head of the church. The ultimate head of the church is Jesus Christ. And he is the head of the Catholic Church. The Pope is just a visible head. Here. Because he was given authority. But that authority comes from Jesus. All the sacraments, the power of the sacrament comes from Jesus. And he gave that authority to his disciples. There is a very beautiful book, The Dynamic Catholic. And there are four signs of dynamic Catholic. There is prayer. There is generosity, there is study, and evangelization. I think in our gospel, we are challenged to two, these two signs of dynamic Catholic. Study and evangelization. Study because you have to study your faith so that you can evangelize, teach others. And I, 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 I invite all of you to study your faith. To study your faith to study your church, which is almost 2,000 years, <clears throat> so that you can also teach other people, that other people may learn and come to love Jesus in their life. And so we ask ourselves, did I ever invite someone to go to Mass, to attend the lecture, to read the Bible, to be close to God, <clears throat> and to pray the rosary, etc., etc.? That's one way of teaching that's one way of evangelizing. That's one way of continuing the mission of Jesus here on earth. And finally, Christ said, I will be with you until the end of time. And therefore, he is present in his Catholic Church until the end of time. So, we ask ourselves, what are the signs of God's loving presence in his church and in my life? That Christ is always present here in our church, the Catholic Church. Please remember the Catholic Church has seen the rise and fall of all the kingdoms, of all the empires, of all the kings, queens, presidents, etc., etc. And still the church founded by Jesus is still standing. Lahat na ng klaseng pandemic naranasan na ng ating simbahan. Meron pa yung bubonic plague, which was even worse. <clears throat> even worse than our pandemic. Even worse than the Spanish flu, actually, wherein millions and millions and millions died. And yet, in spite of that, the Catholic Church is still here. 
because we believe that Jesus Christ will always be with us until the end of time. Let us now pause for a while and say a little prayer after we have heard the word of God from the Gospel of Matthew. And let our closing prayer be taken from Psalm 47. All your peoples clap your hands, shout to God with cries of gladness. For the Lord the Most High, the Ozum, is the great King over all the earth. God mounts His throne amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid trumpet blasts. Sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our King, sing praise. For King of all the earth is God, sing psalms of praise. God reigns over the nations, God sits upon His holy throne. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good evening, and see you next week. God bless you all.